Well, hello and welcome to another HLS Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me NDTex. And of course, you can always follow us live over on twitch.tv slash herloyalsons. You can always check us out, podcast version, via Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to find your fine podcasts at. Join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel, herloyalsons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us at our home at herloyalsons.com and join in on the Pick'em Fun. Little slash pick him. And with that said, I am going to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you doing, my friend? Undefeated. Best in the world. <laughs> it's been nice. Uh, this is the ultimate bye week right now. I, I, I can't lie. I'm, I'm kind of a fan. Kind of I'm a fan loving, of this. I'm loving all these other teams trying to wrap their minds around, oh, well, Notre Dame's not in the conference. So now it's not fair that they don't have to play a conference title game. Yeah, even it, though we've seen teams without conference <laughs> titles get in, and even though everyone was saying, "Oh, they shouldn't make," or they should join a conference, or uh, fuck all y'all, best in the world, undefeated. Let's and, go! And it's hilarious. It's almost like people had when they found out that Notre Dame was a Power Five, they drafted some tweets just in case, and now they're dumping the drafts that they've had in there for years, and just kind of forgot the recent history of the committee saying this shit don't matter <laughs> the past two years. Not our fault. Enjoy enjoy the cash grab, everybody, because that's all this shit is. Yeah, for sure. The trick is to just make your own money and not lose a game. I advise it. Losing games seems bad and dumb. I don't ever want to do it again. Yeah, I I think, and I said this in Discord earlier, I think seasons are more fun when we go undefeated. I think we should Uh, do it more often. I'm I'm willing to buy into that. (laughs) Yeah, it's been fun. All right, folks. So we are. This is going to be the final week of the regular season of the Pick'em, we're not going to do, well, we're kind of going to do Army-Navy. So let me set this up. Right now, I am still in the lead in both the overall Pick'em as well as the little side bet Eddie and I have. If you will remember that from week six onward, we made a little side bet that whoever has the best record at the end of the regular season, which we are about to hit, will have to donate $100 to my Extra Life campaign, which will be streaming tonight after we get done and after I get this podcast up. I'm going to be doing uh, one of the expansions, uh, Project Overlord of Mass Effect 2, and we'll have a stream on Friday that will do the Shadow Broker and the last two main quests before the final one, which since we... We got a little football going on Saturday, but I got to squeeze that in. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So Saturday night, after the kiddos go to bed, make sure you come join me for this suicide mission. It's going to be great. So what we're going to do is, Eddie, you had how many games to catch up on? I was down four. He was down four. Now he is down one, folks, because he assumed Notre Dame was going to cover. They did not because of a very crappy backdoor cover. So the bit. Works out for Eddie in this one. So since we're so close, we had a little discussion of how we're going to do this. So we very well know that this could end in a tie. We also very well know the overall can end in a tie. And just FYI, I'm not eligible for a prize. And Shane Ploger is still right on my heels. Uh, Right now, he's the leader in the clubhouse for the free swag for the season. Uh, But you can still do that perfect week and go steal some swag. But for Eddie and I, we got to have a winner. So if you'll see here, I got a little envelope that says tiebreaker. So what is sealed inside here, and I'm going to put it in front of the camera so you can see I ain't screwing around with it, is the score of the predicted score, rather, of the Army-Navy game. Eddie, I believe you have also written down a score as well. 
Yeah, can't you see it? No, yeah, yeah, because you're clearly on camera. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there. I'm wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Let's go. We're yeah. ready. So that is actually going to be the last pick on our board. It is also going to be on the pick'em sheet as well. So you can put in the final scores. You will get one point for the closest total score, one point for Army, one point for Navy closest to the pin on each one. So with that all being said, Eddie... We got championship games to pick that don't matter because we're in the playoffs. Fuck all y'all. I mean, (laughs) sorry, you cut out there for a second. If if these millennials want their conference champion participation ribbons, that's fine. We all know the only title that really matters is between us. Let's go, baby. All right. The board is up. And yes, we are only there are some other games going on. We do recognize that. We do recognize that there is other stuff going on right now because a lot of people got rained out or in the case of Stanford got fired out because of smoke. We're not going to pick those games. We're sticking straightly to the championship games. And man, we're going to pick them all, Eddie. We're going to start with some action on Friday night as Northern Illinois takes on Buffalo. This game is going to be played in Detroit, Michigan. Northern Illinois, a three and a half point favorite against Buffalo. Who do you have in this one, Eddie? How much Mac have you watched? I know I've watched none. This is going to be fun. I've, I've watched a decent bit of Mac. Uh, Buffalo has treated me quite well so far this year. And I'm going to go ahead and keep riding with the Buffs. They know how to put up points. Nine and two on the year. Nine and two against the number. They know how to win. They know how to cover. I don't like that hook. That's a little <laughs> distressing. But I'll be perfectly honest, I don't think it's going to come into play. I think Buffalo is just flat out better. And hey, where else in sports can you feel good about saying, I'm taking Buffalo? (laughs) It's about it. Not a ton of other options. So give me them buffs. Uh, Damn, I I was hoping we weren't going to be simpatico right off the bat, but we are. I am taking Buffalo as well. Um, Look, I know Northern Illinois in the past has been pretty decent. Uh, but like you said, Buffalo, I haven't watched very much Mac, but I do know Buffalo has been pretty solid. I honestly don't know if Northern Illinois is any good. So I'm literally Eddie. I mean, this is we're like a preview of bowl picking right here. And there's going to be a couple other ones that I'm going to do this with. I'm literally picking the one team I know something about here. So give me Buffalo as well. Solid, solid pro strats coming out tonight. <laughs> oh, just wait until we get down to the Sun Belt. <laughs> All right, let's talk Pac-12. This is the other Friday game that we are going to be picking. And folks, make sure you get in your picks beforehand. It's time stamped. I'm, I'm going to disqualify a pick you make after kickoff. Just FYI, stop doing that shit. Dicks. <laughs> Utah, number 17. Washington, number 11. Washington, a five-point favorite. This, another neutral site game being played over in Levi Stadium and uh, well no it's not San Francisco it's Santa Clara which I'm not very good at my California geography but I've been told Eddie that's nowhere close to San Francisco <laughs> sucks to be a 49ers fan but anyways Washington five point favorite in this one and honestly I don't get this line I really don't Washington has looked pretty trash the majority of the season they looked really good against Wazoo. They were aided by a little bit of weather. That isn't going to happen here. Jake Browning turned it on for the rivalry game, but against Utah, man, the only thing that makes me nervous is we're still in November. Utah damn near blew a lead against BYU, but damn near. And they're the dog in this one. So all they have to do is cover. I like them to keep it within five, so go ahead and give me Utah. Who do you have, Eddie? Hmm. 
Uh-oh. Don't like that. Are we um, getting some well, strategy going here? Are we, we thinking about sw- swapping a pick? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's talk a little game theory, kids. <laughs> so Washington pulled out the victory that I needed last week to beat Washington State. We somehow, even after as terrible as Washington has looked at times this year, we're back to where I started the year of Washington can win the Pac-12. <laughs> You're correct. This is true. Utah has played solid. They've got, you know, they're on a three-game win streak. A very good year, eight and three. Not great against the number, but a hell of a lot better than UW, who's only three and eight against the spread. Which, ooh, buddy, that's that is terrible. That's not good. Look, I don't trust Jake Browning. We've we've discussed that multiple times this year. He's not what we thought he was going to be. But you know who is? Who's that? Miles Gaskin. That's true. He took it to, oh man, he just took Washington State to the woodshed. Yeah, he really did. While Utah's secondary is pretty stout, that means that they're going to have to rely on their secondary to cover Miles Gaskin because I don't think their front seven is going to be able to do it too much. I expect a lot of running the ball out of Washington, especially given Browning's problems this year. And you know it's going to be easy to change plays because I'm expecting the over-under for fans at this game based on the last couple of years to be, <laughs> I don't know, 750? <laughs> One of the cheapest conference championship tickets available right now. Yeah, the problem is nobody lives within an hour and a half of the fucking stadium. Such a stupid idea. Just have it on the campus for the love of God. Yeah, every everything about that stadium and, and the location of this game is dumb. But we need to make a point. Washington, I think, has more talent. They definitely have the best player on the field. Uh-oh. Fuck it. Let's let's stick to where we began the year. Let's go with the Huskies. All right, there we go. So that this could be the catch-up right here. Now let's move over to the Sun Belt. Louisiana Lafayette, a 17-point underdog on the road to Appalachian State. This one is actually on campus in Appalachian State. That 17-point favorite. Who you got here, Eddie? You know, you know my love of the raging cages. Uh, I do. <laughs> Lou Loff, always a good time. But man, Appy State is just a lot better. This is a big spread. I really don't like laying this much with Appy State, but I don't think Luloff is going to be anywhere close to this team. I think Appalachian State should take this in a walk. The spread is where it is for a reason, and I think it should probably be just a little bit higher. I'm going to take the Mountaineers. I'm doing the same thing I did over in the Mac. I'm going with the team I know something about, and that's Happy State. And not only that, let's let's not forget they damn near beat Penn State. They had them right there. They almost took them out early in the season. They're a pretty solid football team. I saw the the one game and some little bits and pieces here. And when a spread is that big, Vegas definitely telling me, yeah, they're they're a good team. So I'm gonna take them to cover as well. So next up, let's go to the Big 12 in what looks to be a shootout. 78 points is the total. And with the way Oklahoma and Texas both play defense recently, I think we could get there pretty easily. But Oklahoma, five-point favorite against Texas. This is going to be played in the quote-unquote modern Cotton Bowl of Jerry World over in Arlington, Texas, which I think this makes it the first time Texas and Oklahoma are playing at the sites of both old Cotton Bowls, which is weird. But hey, Oklahoma trying to get a win, and they're in in this one. 
but I cannot trust that defense at all. And I know in a shootout you take the points. And, man, I'm also kind of pissed off at West Virginia. For That's one of the games that he caught up on me. He had Oklahoma. I did not. And he caught up. And I got a little bit of worry of that shoulder of Ellinger as well. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a rivalry game. You throw those records out the window. Everything literally on the line in this one. Go ahead and give me Texas and the points. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, I've, I've been on the fence, and I could argue this one either way. You went ahead and made the decision for me. I'm going to take the Sooners here. Oh, boy. The re- there are a couple of reasons why I was leaning towards Texas as well. First, we saw them beat them the first time around. Texas won in the actual Cotton Bowl. We know that they play a style of the game where they can control the ball and keep it out of Oklahoma's hands, which is really the only way to slow down their offense. And good Lord, trying to take Oklahoma's defense in anything is terrifying. It is extremely terrifying. But here's the flip side. While OU's defense is obviously garbage, OU's offense just keeps getting better and better and better. Two, we know how hard it is to beat a team twice in a year. That's true. Three, you've got added revenge factor, and obviously these two teams fucking hate each other. You're not going to need too much extra motivation in this game, but a little revenge spot from earlier in the year always a good thing. Obviously, OU has a hell of a lot more to play for. Based on the seedings on Tuesday, you've got to think that right now, OU is sort of in first position for that fourth slot. So they've got a lot more on the line. And finally, karma is going to come back against Texas for the bullshit out of the Big 12 conference office (laughs) to earlier today. This feelings ball bullshit that they're going to flag any horns down signals within context within. Yeah, (laughs) let's make it fucking discretionary with Big 12 refs. That sounds like a great idea. That is horseshit. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. Taunting is awesome. (laughs) If a team, especially one of your biggest, if not the biggest rival, has a hand sign, you mock the shit out of that. That's what they get for having a hand sign. Dexter Williams did it. It was beautiful. That was so good. (laughs) God, that was so good. Hand signs are dope. Mocking hand signs, infinitely doper. That is horse shit. I don't like them, but I'll take the Sooners. Over under at one half of feelings ball penalties with the horns down. Over. <laughs> yeah, I would take because, it too. What because if, here's what's going to happen. It's going to happen once and only once. And it's going to be in a brutal spot. No, it's not going to be in a brutal spot because, again, OU has too much on the line. You know Lincoln Riley's going to be on his dude's ass about not doing it unless late in the fourth. They're already up. They're already covering. (laughs) And they put that dagger shot on them. Boom. You're hitting it, looking at the ref, saying, throw the flag. Give it to me. Fuck it. I'll do it again. Throw your fucking hat. We'll kick (laughs) our own ends. We don't care. I'm going to do it again. What else you got to toss? (laughs) Yeah. How many many flags y'all got? There's only so much field. It's going to turn into a key and peel skit with a celebration. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, again, so, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. This game already has the, it's the second highest bet total on the board so far from the good folks over at action network. 
an interesting, fairly even split, 57-43 in favor of Texas on the tickets, but 49-51 on the money. Hmm. So pretty even. That's extremely folks. even. Yet here's the weird thing. This line opened at four and a half. Yeah. This is this is the Notre Dame USC type thing going on right here. That line keeps going up, 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 up. So I th- I think that early folks were on Texas and then people hit, but then people hit Oklahoma real, real hard. And there's maybe been some Texas buyback. Who knows? But all right. Interesting, interesting little split so far. It is indeed. All right. Well, let's go over to Conference USA where University of Alabama, Birmingham, back from the dead, now in a conference title game, but they are a dog on the road to Middle Tennessee State by just a measly one and a half points. This is damn near straight up, Eddie. Who you got? Mitsu. My boys, Mitsu has treated me well, including last week when they won this game 27 to 3. Again, beating teams twice in a season, hard to do. But you really want a 20-plus point swing from week to week? I don't know about that, man. I'm, I think Mitsu has this one pretty solid. I will give UAB a shout-out, though. I heard their coach did a radio interview with somebody. I don't know who, but they were talking about how the, the program has been on the come-up and how they're trying to get tougher opponents. And would they ever try to play Alabama? Uh, <laughs> talk, and it was you know talking about the Iron Bowl and, and what that means to the state. And the coach goes, you know, we'd love to take a shot at University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. We'll see if it happens, but I don't know. And the the added disrespect of throwing the Tuscaloosa on the end, like they're on the same level. <laughs> love it. Good yeah, be- stuff. because that's about why they died in the first place. <laughs> it would be great if they played Alabama. It would be a murder, but it'd still be great. All right, Eddie, I'm breaking a cardinal rule of gambling here. I'm betting with my heart. I'm not betting with my brain because you gave a lot of good points for Mitsu, and I'm going to go against it. I may be handing you the pick'em title right here. I could be doing it, but I'm taking UAB because there is so much, all kinds of uh, motivation behind the scenes. The fact that they are up and coming, they were dead and buried just a couple of years ago, and now they're back in a conference title game. I like them to come out with it. It would make for a hell of a story. I'm I'm, I'm picking what I want to see happen, even though it probably won't. But I'm going to do it anyway, Eddie. Damn it. I'm going to do it anyway. This is my principle right here. <laughs> because following principles has never burned us before. <laughs> no, not at all. But I'm doing it. All right. Well, we, we've definitely differed enough to make this interesting. Let's see how we keep going here. And we are going over to the AAC title game, UCF, who now has to play with a backup quarterback because of an absolutely horrific injury to Milton, who was their starter. And that brings UCF down to a three-point favorite at home against Memphis. And the last time you said it all through this podcast so far, Eddie, beating teams twice is hard. It's extremely hard when you don't have your starting quarterback. And I don't know if you all remember, folks, UCF was in one hell of a, a dogfight in this one against Memphis as it was. Now they got a backup. Memphis has got revenge on the mind, got a chance to completely wreck a lot of group of five uh, bowl clinching dreams here. Yeah, go ahead and give me Memphis in this one. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, sadly, we're on the same page with this one. I'm very curious as to what the line on this game would have been had Milton not gotten his leg just absolutely destroyed, which 
that poor kid, I, I hope he recovers. That was just a devastating injury to watch because such an incredibly fun player to watch play, had big things in front of him. And to go down like that right at the end of the career, just real devastating to watch. So thoughts are with him. That sucks. But switch back to this game. I give UCF a hell of a lot of credit for how they played in the second half of that Warren I-4 game. Very same. Florida. Really thought South Florida was going to make more of a push, but UCF really played tough. Uh, I believe Mack, Daryl Mack is the quarterback now for UCF, did well. Uh, he's not as good as McKenzie Milton, but could do similar things to McKenzie Milton. That said, you hit the nail on the head. Memphis should have won this game the first time yep. when they were at full strength earlier this year. Barely lost that game. I I don't know how you can take UCF at this point. I'm going to take Memphis as well. I'm going to take Memphis outright here. I think a, a money line sprinkle is probably the play if you're going to bet it. It's a shame for UCF to have everything come crashing down on McKenzie Milton's injury, but that's just how it goes sometimes, which – Yep. Sucks. Yeah, it does suck. So, uh, and, and hey, look, it's been two seasons of undefeated football for UCF, which is ridiculous. So they could very well pull it out. It'd be nice to see them do it. But yeah, everything's going against them right now. So got to make the smart play here. All right. We got just a handful of more games to pick. SEC title game with one of the largest spreads. I mean, we've got some big spreads in these title games. It's just insane. Even porn saying that this is against the number four team in the nation of Georgia, Alabama, your number one team in the nation, 13 point favorite. Who do you have, Eddie? Well, Ryan, I think you're going to be excited to hear this. Georgia. <laughs> I'm going to ride with the dogs again. They have been killing it lately. I think they have the only offense in the conference that can do anything to keep up with Alabama. You know, everyone was really hoping that LSU could do something. LSU's defense played, I don't know, decent. Yeah, only giving up 29, which to that point was pretty damn good. Mississippi State only gave up 24. Georgia has a very good defense as well. But they have an offensive attack unlike one that Bama has seen this year, especially in SEC play. Really like Jake Fromm. He's played very well. All of the running backs that Georgia have are just incredible. DeAndre Swift, fantastic. Lil Lavander, Elijah Holyfield, as we've talked about all year, just runs like he wants to murder somebody. I mean, one of the most violent runners I have seen in years. I love watching that kid play. Alabama is fantastic. I fully expect Alabama to win, but I think Georgia keeps this one close. I know that even S and P plus has this as like a, a think uh, Bill C from SB uh, Sport blah, 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 SB Nation said it was like three and a half difference as opposed to the thirteen that we've got on the spread. Give me the points with the dogs. Well, Eddie, you're about to hate me. <laughs> so I'm on no, Georgia as well. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's it. You gave a lot of good reasons. Here's one that you didn't mention. This game is quote unquote neutral site in Atlanta. Not that Bama's not going to travel to this one, but it's a de facto home game for Georgia. They got revenge on the mind as well, because let's not forget that they were so close, ever so close to knocking off Alabama. And then the emergence of two attack of Aloha came in and just made one of the most ridiculous plays in and after a sack, no less. That has got to be eating on the mind of the Georgia players that were on that squad. 
There are quite a few of them there. I like Georgia's defense in this one, and and we've seen that when Alabama does get hit in the mouth, they look somewhat human, still a very good human. I still think they win this one outright. I think they might do it by two possessions, but I don't know if it's those two possessions are touchdowns. This is a hell of a lot of points to be uh, to be laying, even though, I mean, Alabama's otherworldly. They really are. And I do feel like I'm tempting fate here. This is just way too big of a number with so many stakes on the line. And I mean, there's been a lot of talk. If Alabama loses this, they could still be in the playoff. So who's got more to play for in this one? That answers Georgia. They got everything to lose in here. Or, or really, they, quite frankly, they got nothing to lose because everybody's expecting them to not win this game. And this is their only chance to get into the playoffs and absolutely wreck things. I don't think they'll pull it off, but I think they're going to make it a hell of a lot closer. Going to be one hell of a barn burner game. I am very excited to watch this one. So, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't think I was going to go George there, Eddie. I'm stunned. I, I thought you were on Alabama minus anything 100%. I'm legit stunned. I thought this was going to be a different pick, no doubt. Well, I guess I'm full of surprises. Uh, Maybe I got a couple more in store for you. We'll see. Next up, Fresno State, Boise State, playing on the Blue Smurf turf for the Mountain West Conference Championship. Boise State, a three-point favorite. Boise, I'd like to apologize to you for not believing in you. Got run over by that good old bus. You got it tuned up. It was working in better condition than I thought that old girl was ready to handle. So I ain't going to doubt you again. Fresno State's been good this season. They've been very good, flying under the radar, and now land at number 25. Thanks for coming. Boise's going to take this one because let's not forget, there is still outside shots here. If UCF falters, somebody's got to take that group of five spot. So what's up for grabs? Boise's going to try to make a statement in this one. Go ahead and give me the Broncos. Who you got, Eddie? Are you familiar with the fantastic film franchise or even mediocre, I want to say USA Network television show Highlander? I I am actually, yes. Well, much like the power of the immortals, my love in a conference like this can be transferred through decapitation. (laughs) Utah State has been my beautiful, beautiful team all year. They've made me so much money. I love them. But, oh, Fresno got him. I mean, uh, Boise Boise got got him. That that one hurt. I'm not going to lie. That one hurt. Uh, Boise got him. It it hurt a lot. I am poor for it. (laughs) But because I respect the rules of the Highlander, with Utah State's head, they gain my love here in this championship game. So go ahead, give me the blue guys with the horses and the potatoes and the whatnot. (laughs) All right, there we go. Sapatico again. Next up, Northwestern, a 14-point underdog in Indy against Ohio State, who just absolutely destroyed Michigan. And it could have been so nice. It could have been 69. But I tell you what, when you're kneeling it inside the 10, that's okay. That's okay, Herbs. So, Eddie, who do you got in this one? I'm going to go with the mystery letdown. I'm going to take Northwestern to cover here for a couple reasons. One, Northwestern tends to play to the level of their opponent. They played up for us, gave us a hell of an effort. Obviously, they played up for Michigan, went in halftime up 17-0 before Michigan came storming back 
and Northwestern shot themselves in the dick like 19 <laughs> times. That was part of it. But I think Northwestern knows how to play up to the situation. Ohio State, meanwhile, one, we know their defense is garbage. Two, God only knows if oh, if Urban Meyer's brain is going to explode in the third quarter on the sideline or not. And that's kind of hard to come back and keep playing through. And three, I, I feel like outside of last week, they haven't really looked great all year. I mean, you know, Purdue beat their ass. They should have lost to Maryland. They shit. They should have. They should have lost to Nebraska. Yeah, they really should have. I think you're going to get somewhat of an emotional letdown after that huge win last week. Obviously, you're going to want to win the Big Ten. You're going to and and they technically still have a shot at the playoff. I really don't think this is a playoff caliber team. Maybe talent wise, it is, but. I don't think they have the makeup, the ability, or honestly, the way they've played should be in that conversation, but they are because it's been a weird year. But I like Northwestern to keep it close here. Their defense plays up. If they can avoid turnovers, I think they can stay in this. However, turnovers will definitely be terrifying. (laughs) Well, Eddie, you've actually surprised me here. I thought I was going to make the the little – smart sharp pick here with northwestern because i'm going with them as well and Fuck. I, I know i cannot believe this is going to come down to like the freaking sunbelt <laughs> and the funny thing is this is a public ass game right now 72 71 on ohio state no so shit. i really i really thought you would be riding your public plays and go ohio state here no i'm not riding the public play because here's the thing with ohio state i like the letdown theory but more than anything else like legitimately on the field what i like is northwestern going at ohio state's rushing defense that has been i mean they've got brutal maryland tore them a new one on the ground It's not like people have been lighting them up through the air. So it was so shocking to see Michigan struggle so much, but I kind of chalked that up to their line being quite garbage. So Northwestern, they're going to make it ugly. This, and by the way, can we talk about this total 61? I am pounding that under as well. This game going to get ugly. Northwestern's going to bring Ohio state down a notch here. I don't know if they went out right, but I like them to cover this two touchdown spread here. Man, I, I'm not getting anywhere near that total. Really? Uh, you're in a dome. We, You know Ohio State can both score at will and give up scores at will. This could turn into a shootout mysteriously. If I mean, look at the Maryland game. What, That's 50, true, yeah. 51? And Isaiah Bowser's been very good on the ground the last couple of weeks. He has. He's been very good. So enjoy your under. I will not be on that play with I, you, my dude. I'm still going to do it. I still feel good about it. All right. Well, here's another one I feel good about, uh, except for the fact that I'm taking so many underdogs, but Clemson, a 28-point favorite and kind of a de facto-ish home game since this one's in Charlotte. They are a 28-point favorite against Pittsburgh. Holy hell. Um, Pitt getting some disrespect here. They've been playing some decent football. Are they going to lose this game? Probably, but... As our our good fine friends who once promoted this show over at the Shutdown Fullcast have have talked about Pittsburgh and their mysterious powers. Part one of them charging their powers is to have a very terrible loss right before they sneak up and bite somebody in the ass like a Clemson. Clemson has, they should coast the playoff. They should have it. 
the the C word, the Clemsoning, hasn't been brought up in a while. And I tell you what, the committee, I think Eddie, they they nailed and sealed their fate because the Clemsoning only happens on an unranked team. Pittsburgh ain't ranked. They probably should be ranked, but they're not. So everything I see the stars aligning. I see it all in place. And at the very least, Pittsburgh is going to cover this. And also, let's not forget, they couldn't cover against South Carolina either. They came close, but they couldn't pull it off. Go ahead and give me Pittsburgh in the points. Who do you got, Eddie? Uh, can I ask a favor? I, I will tell you, I'll part the kimono fully, but I, I need to know how many different picks do we have right now? Right. Okay. We, I think we have three. One, two, we do have three. So it's literally, it's literally, it's going to be the Pac-12 title. It is going to be Texas, Oklahoma, Big 12 title and Conference USA. So I was wrong. Not the Sun Belt, Conference USA. So we do have enough difference here. If, if, if to stay simpatico on this page. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel the need to force the issue. My pick was going to be Pitt, especially once it got up to 28 and you get that fourth touchdown. That's, that's plenty of room. The entire world right now is on Clemson. Yes, Pitt looked like absolute garbage against Miami last week. I mean, just disgustingly so. Clemson, as we've seen, does not really feel the need to run it up too much. Usually, they did get a real cunty late touchdown last week, which thank God they did because it it covered the second half number, which I very (laughs) much needed because they did not cover the regular number. Clemson has not been super murdering people. Clemson is much better than Pittsburgh. Let's not even question that fact. The running backs are insane. The defensive line is NFL caliber all over. The gloriously coiffed Trevor Lawrence has been playing fantastic since he's taken the reins of this team. Clemson is the better team. There's no question. But like you said, Pitt loves jumping up and biting people. Especially, yeah, I mean, they did it to Clemson when they were number two, what was that, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Where, and it, it didn't end up keeping Clemson out, but it could have. This time it probably can, especially depending on what happens in some of the other title games. It certainly could. I definitely think Pitt, that Pitt is going to lose, but I think they can keep this within four touchdowns. If nothing else, that reeks of a backdoor cover with four touchdowns because why quit at that point? I'm going to take the Panthers. And, ooh, all right, it's going to come down three games, I guess, huh? Yeah, it is. Or it could be we could have some weirdness. We could have a tiebreaker going on, although I highly doubt it. But who knows? Weirder things have happened. So, Eddie, I I still have my envelope in front of me. Let me know your Army-Navy score, sir, just in case we need to have a little bit of a tiebreaker. The score for Army versus Navy will be 24 for the Army Black Knights, 14 for the Navy Midshipmen. Our good friend Tom Fornelli before the, I think it was the Navy Air Force game, had a stat where he get, where apparently since 2005, and it was before that game happened, 76% of games between service academies have gone under. Obviously, we don't know the total, but it's going to be snowing in Pittsburgh You've, I'm sorry, in Philadelphia, not Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. You know this game's going to maybe be two and a half hours long with the way these teams run the ball. I think Navy can stay close. Army hasn't really been blowing folks out. They've got the, I think they may still be number one in rushing in the country. Obviously, a fantastic rushing offense. 
but I don't think there's going to be enough time to get that many points. And you, we both know that both these teams are going to fight to the bitter end on this game. I don't think there's going to be a blowout. I think Army's going to handle it, but I like a, a low-scoring game here. All right. Well, I got my little envelope here. Let's open this sucker up. When you show me the exact same score, I'm going to die laughing. By you know way. what? I, I honestly, it's not the same score, but I'm like, it, it would be our luck that it would be the exact same score. So while I open this, I'm going to say that this, while this game's going on, I'm going to be in the middle of my extra life marathon. So I'll have this on one screen while I'm doing crazy mass effect stuff. So, so, no, I'm not making it up. Army 31, Navy 20. I'm going a little bit higher on the score because I Navy's defense has kind of looked garbage this season. They are so bad. Uh, so I'm looking for each one to, to get a field goal in there in, in a long drive that doesn't quite cash in. And I really think Army is going to end up handling this, put up a – I think in the first half they'll come off to a little bit of a better start and then just kind of be, you know, that slow little death choke on Navy. I, I think – I honestly don't think this one's going to be particularly close. I think Navy maybe gets some junk scores in the second half. Really, really like Army in this one. Um, These two teams are going two separate directions. Army's been really, really good. The only thing that worries me is that Army does have the Commander-in-Chief trophy locked up. Now, this is a rivalry game, but, you know, they kind of already won their Super Bowl. And because the committee won't rank them at all, they don't have a whole lot to play for. So go ahead and give me Army 31, Navy 20. That'll be the tiebreaker. So there we have it, Eddie. We did not have the same. We didn't even have the same score for either team. Almost. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought we were going to be very close because that's how we always seem to end up with these things. A full touchdown difference almost on both teams. Got a full I'm, touchdown I'm gonna, for Army, almost full touchdown for Navy. I'm going to need two feet of fucking snow on that field. <laughs> if that happens, I know this score's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, the good news is, is I will likely be in your chat during the extra life, and I'm sure we will have plenty of shit talking. I'm, I'm excited for that one, but we got a hell of a slate on Saturday. Now, do you have the lines on the Dr. Pepper throw challenge that <laughs> you see in the Big 12 championship games? Because that's the most important matchups of the weekend, as far as I'm concerned. I tell you what, it's life savings on anybody that is very wise and chess pass. This, this oh, is. Yeah. This isn't about it. It was funny. Like, uh, let's talk a little bit about Phil and Tiger because I was, you know, Phil won and this didn't bite him in the ass, but I was really, <laughs> nah, I don't want to win like this. I'm like, you dipshit. There's $9 million on the line. I'm making you tap in every putt. And I got people like, this is a bad take. Oh, it's not sporting. Fuck that shit. $9 million? Yeah, for nine mil. And look, obviously, I, I was texting my buddies, and they showed Phil Mickelson's wife toward the on like the twenty first hole, and she's just laughing and sipping champagne, having a good old time. And one of my buddies goes, "Man, you've got to imagine the fuck you money that you've got if your husband is on the line for nine million dollars, and you can't even be bothered to pay attention. Like you just don't." <laughs> give a shit and not only that after if i made a decision to where i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna make sure because nobody and the thing is is phil pick that up or let tiger pick it up because neither one of those guys could make a putt past five feet like tiger was gonna miss it there was zero doubt in my mind that phil was gonna win it right then and there and yeah that kind of fuck me you money to have it's like nah go ahead and do it if i did anything remotely close to that for fractions of that kind of a money Mrs. Tex would look for the sharpest object she could find and hurl it at me as quickly as possible. 
<laughs> for throwing oh, money yeah. away. <laughs> and it and it's then like exhibit A on the divorce papers that she's filing two days later. Like you're <laughs> done. There's no question. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh but yeah, it's gonna be fun, gonna be good times, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope I'm able to wrap this up without the the tiebreaker, although it would be it would make for some good entertainment if if we have to go all the way down to Army Navy. That that's for sure. I'd just as soon I take all three of the matchups and I lock it up before oh. we have to deal with your extra life. Because think how good you'll feel donating to your own campaign. Oh, because I already haven't done that with uh, I've already donated a hundred dollars in game overs. Thank God it's spread out over time. <laughs> well, at least this will be because you're shitty at gambling and not because you're shitty at video games. Oh, hearty fuck you, sir. <laughs> Oh, uh, but hey, uh, y'all should come and watch his extra live stream. It's a lot of fun. I've been watching a bunch of them. It's always a good time. Kids, we're, this is it. We're, we're getting down to it. After this, we get into bowls, and bowl season, while fun, is just a good old-fashioned clusterfuck. <laughs> a lot of great games. Uh, I mean, we're getting a Red River shootout run back. How, how glorious is that? You're getting a rematch of the national championship game from last year, which was insanity. It was a fantastic game. The weekend slate is going to be great. The best part is Notre Dame doesn't have to do shit because we already got our ticket punched. So we can let all these other clowns fight for conferences, which is cute. I'm sure that's fun for them. (laughs) Dummies. It's going to be great. I want you all to remember that I told you I was low and Ryan. Sorry, ass into a false sense of security. The trap is set. His foot is right over the plunger. This weekend, we spring it, baby. Go Irish. Hail Gambler. All right. Thank you, as always, Eddie, for for joining. Looking forward to finally winning one of our bets for for a fucking change. It's going to happen this time. I can feel it. It's finally going to happen. It It is. Is It It is. It's got to. All right, folks. Well, yeah, give me about 15 minutes or so to to get this show edited and get all the stuff up over on HerLittleSons.com. Until then, thank you, everybody that joined us live over here on twitch.tv slash for little sons. Thank you for everybody listening on the podcast. And you can find us over on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel because what better way to laugh at people than to laugh with your fellow friends that are also eating cheeseburgers? Of course, you can always find us at our home at herlittlesons.com. So next time, go Irish, eat cheeseburgers, watch all these fools panic. Have a good one.